G'day Soundwavers, Dazza Bodger here. If you're new to the show, welcome and strap yourselves in for another Cracker episode. This episode, uh, as the kids say, is uh, fully random. No plan, just a meandering pump across the flat sections of music and surf. We discuss in no particular order the lost tribes of North Coast hippies that I discovered uh, the surfboard art of Hall and Oates, Anthony Albanese's punk rock credentials, and uh, yours truly seemingly endless run-ins with Tommy Carroll. Uh, we've got heaps of sick tunes as usual, and the usual surf stoke discussions. Hope you like it. Uh, remember to give us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Five stars, thanks. Uh, and uh, reach out to us, send us uh, an email on shacktails at gmail.com and Stan's Insta at Tales from the Shack. Hope you enjoy it. You. G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo and paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves. Tales from the shack. Hello, we are recording and uh, let's see how the gremlins, uh, how the gremlins affect us. I've got a, uh, a little gremlin in here with me as well, a little little doggy gremlin who might be, uh, might be um, interfering Mm. with things as well. So, and uh, I believe you're high, high as a, high as a 20, 35 Mm. floor kite. I'm on the 49th floor. You crazy. Wow. I just bleed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, nice view of uh, Melbourne. Looking nice. The sun's about to come up. I didn't realize Melbourne had, um, had that many stories. Uh, ooh, it's, it's got many. We'll have to talk about a uh, proud or maybe not so proud Melbourneian because I've been, uh, mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been looking at his squirrel. I had to stop the car, drive to the side of the road, um, you know, and I, I was in tears. Have you had a wave of truth in the, in the last, uh, since we last recorded? Uh, well, yeah, I, I, think, I think I did because uh, I took out the old, um, well, the newish uh, Black Beauty, 6'6 Black Beauty, which I, I really got to ride more because it was really fun. Um, had a fun session actually, but I had this thing where I, I, my first wave actually, it was semi big, but not big, big. And, and I took off on this wave and immediately hit a bump and just fell off forwards, you know, just over the handlebars. And I ended up like with this bruise on my forehead, which I have no idea how it happened. It's so weird. Did the, I don't know did, if the board hit it, me it, or if the, I, the lip smacked you down. I, I think I might have hit a jellyfish or something. <laughs> very, a very rock hard, well, I might have done that jellyfish. thing. You know how you said, you know, you said once you, you punched yourself in the face when you yeah. were 
Uh, yeah, I, I got a feeling I might have done that. Um, I, was, I was listening to a um, it must have been a podcast, I guess, the other day, and someone was talking about coming off a wave and kneeing themselves in the fucking chin so hard that they basically almost bit their tongue off. So, um, <laughs> what is it so, like when one of those giant tubes crashes <laughs> down on top of you? I wrote a new board yesterday for. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and uh, it just got made me think of how a I've been working too much. I've said this before. B I've been too slack. Um, and C I've just I'm um, just a disgrace to surf 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 man and womanity uh, because I've I've had this board for like six weeks and I haven't even fucking ridden it. Um, uh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean the conditions haven't. It it does it does require particular conditions. It's a six foot twin fin with big channels and uh, um nice. but yeah yeah uh but yeah so nice to um so nice to wax up a new board how'd it go yeah fast and furiously um and lot, lot you know nice and buoyant which is uh what we need at um <laughs> at, at this very young uh at this very young middle age um uh, yeah, and super, yeah, super fast. You can give it a bit of, give it a bit of wow. Um, mm. I, 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 uh, the channels kind of uh, limit it to. Uh, I think I've talked about this before, but limit it to offshore glassy conditions. But you know, that's all you surf. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the Naomi Campbell of uh, of surf. You know, I don't, I don't get out of bed unless it's offshore and glassy, and someone someone pays me ten cents. Brand new board. They always sound better going through the water for some reason. <laughs> it's that nice little. Uh, it's the inverse of the um L the the LP that you buy in a uh, secondhand store. You know, people people seek out old LPs the because they yeah they crackle and they they sound kind of uh, they have that um old woody mm. tom tim timber. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> Timber, and uh, the the uh, the new surfboard is the is the uh, end it's the other the end of the spectrum. <laughs> Although probably both made from horrendous petrochemicals. So, I wonder how many of our boards are actually made from uh, Russian petrochemicals. That is a good question. Mm. Maybe we should have the provenance of our like a good wine, you know, from the this is from the Saudi Arabic. <laughs> Um, region. You could, uh, it, it was a good where, year that uh, crude. Where would you be able to? I guess the uh, the more sustainable, ethical uh, um, surf craft would come from what Norwegian crude, or mm. um, slightly I mean, less, mm, slightly less beheadings in Norway than yeah, in I other think Nor- oil I think Norwegian, countries. Norwegian would probably be the kind of um, the, the primo. The primo uh, fiberglass resin. I mean, Norwegian petrochemicals just smell of, you know, herring. fir trees. Pickled herring. Salted pod. Now there's an even more exhilarating Norska freshness. Alive with the essence of pine, spruce and birch. Feel it as crisp as a mountain stream. As cool and as clean as the Scandinavian air. Norska. More than ever before, the freshness of Scandinavia. Wow. So what, what, are, we, what are we doing today? What's well, the episode we, called? We thought because we we, we've, we've been such slack-ass bloody bastards, we thought 
we thought we'd just do a little let's just do a little catch up little chat um random see see where the um the squirrel takes us mm-hmm I do keep referring to the squirrel because um, uh, on a musical note, I've been um, uh, friend, good friends of ours. Uh, shout out to Dan and Anna. Um, they are humongous Nick Cave fans. And uh, the Cavester has a, he or his people have a website called the Red Hand Files. And um, it's got a lot of random stuff on it. Um, and one of the things is uh, Nick Cave's squirrel. What? What? So he's he's got this thing on a on a lead or a little GPS thing on it? Or <laughs> well, what's he doing? With it? I, I think that he he his um. Uh, okay, so. This is from Nick Cave. I'm going to read. I'll read this because this this, this is quite funny. Mm. Someone has asked um, on the Red Hand Files, you can write to him and he will write back. This is great. So anyone who wants to, to communicate with oh, We should Cave, write to him. Yeah, we should. So this is a, this is a question from Johnny in London. Uh, what's the thing with the squirrel you and Susie adopted? I guess Susie is Nick's um, other half. Are you going to keep it? Nick replies, that's from Johnny in London. Oh, and someone else, Nick from Morpeth in the UK says, what's the crack with the squirrel? Dear Astrid, Johnny and Nick, Susie and I have a squirrel. His name is Chaos. He has essentially <laughs> moved in. He wasn't our idea. We have no control over him. We'll be sitting quietly watching TV and he'll come flying down the stairs and sit on the table and watch us watching TV. It is unnerving, but neither Susie nor I will admit it. Sometimes he suddenly shoots around the living room, springing from chair to sofa to table to chair, creating havoc. But most of the time, Chaos just sits and watches us quietly watching TV. Chaos doesn't give a fuck about anything that we give a fuck about, (laughs) like sleeping or working or watching TV. (laughs) He has no sense of propriety, no boundaries, no basic civility. Sometimes when I'm working, he leaps up on the table and runs all over my shit. In the morning, he comes through the top window and jumps on my bed. And once I'm awake, he runs down the stairs and sits on the kitchen table, eats an apple from the fruit bowl or a nut from the <laughs> nut jar. Then he goes flying around the room, creating havoc. I sit there in my pajamas. This is Nick Cave saying this, obviously. I sit there in my pajamas and drink coffee. And then he stops flying around the room and sits on the kitchen table, watching me in my pajamas, watching him. I hate to admit it, but it's unnerving. I speak to him in hushed tones. He climbs all over me. He has no boundaries. He is chaos. He wasn't our idea. He's never going away. We are not in control. We never were. This morning, when I opened the front door of our house, there were two squirrels, chaos and a friend, I guess. The friend is too scared to come inside. Susie and I prefer the friend. He has a sense of decorum. He has boundaries. He has some sense of decency. We have called him order. Neither of, neither of them were our idea. We just want to quietly watch TV. We just want things to go back to the way they were. Love, Nick. That's amazing. Hmm. Wow. I'm so, just picturing um, Nick Cave I would, in his pajamas. I would, I would recommend every uh, listener uh, go to the Red Hand Files. Um, there's a lot of stuff here. I just heard about wow. Chris Bailey's death. What an amazing voice. What an amazing scream. Can you tell me something about what he meant to you as a young musician in Australia? And Nick will write back 
um, to all of these things. Wow. Oh, that's funny. You talk about um, Chris Bailey because I, I think I sent you uh, a link to Bring It On, his, uh, his song he did with Chris Bailey. Uh, it yep. is, I think it's, it's, it's very, I don't know, pertinent to the Soundwaves ethos, that whole movie or film clip. It's got, well, it's got two Aussie legends. It's got, it's working. And it's got uh, barrels. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. It's it's got it all. So, well, check yourself. I'll, watch I'll, that. I'll have to um I'll have to put this somewhere um on the this question about Chris Bailey. There's a picture in 1977 of Chris Bailey kind of looking wasted, sitting on a stage, and a whole group of people literally looking over him and one of them is a very young looking uh, Mr. Cave. pajamas do you think that cave wears sounds like he watches a lot of tv gotta be black surely um i reckon i reckon he's probably just got some classic old you know um thomas the tank engine flannel flannel pajamas (laughs) so there we go nick cave big in the sound waves uh universe that's for sure absolutely and if he saw uh, i think he saw um well, one of uh, the other members of the, or the famous member of the Saints, Ed Cooper, Oof. is um, is doing a gig in Oz at the moment. I think he's about to play up in the uh, northern kind of region of New South Wales. And Andrew Kidman just made a post because I think he's um, he's doing backup. So it's Ed Cooper oh, no with way. Jim wow. White, the, the, the jumper from Dirty Three. I mean. What a combo. Um, and this is An- Andrew's post, Andrew Kimmer's post that says, Oki and Bells, BK and Sunset, Fitz and J-Bay, magnificent partnerships unforeseen at birth. Here's another. Ed Cooper, former Saints and Laughing Clown guitarist, and Jim White, drummer of the Dirty Three, partnering on stage this Saturday evening on the Gold Coast. Um, and, and Andrew said, I'm the orange boy for the gig opening up for them. He's been rehearsing for the show for a couple of years now due to numerous COVID um, cancellations. Um, so that sounds like an awesome gig. Unfortunately, unable to make it up the coast for that one. But um, From what I, from and, what I saw and, from the poster, they're, they're doing a shitload of gigs. 
Yeah, I think so. And uh, and Andrew at the very end of his post says, any other great partnerships you can think of? So he's asked uh, for some responses. Paulie Matt Warshaw <laughs> said Derek and Clive, um, <laughs> which I thought was quite good. Um, I like someone else wrote Gordon and Smith, bread and cheese. Uh, I actually uh, made a post. Um, yeah, yours, were, yours were inspired, I thought. Yeah, what did I say? Uh, Hall and Oates. Oof. Bernie and Elton. I'm not sure if I even I'm up for that one. Terry Richardson and Ozpipe. Uh, that's and cool. Mark Bayfield and Bill Gola. Oh. Niche one, that one. That is Oof. a very niche one. But um if if legend is if legend is to be believed, Bayfield jumped from the highest jump rock um ever. Uh, wow. Yeah. That, and, yeah. And speaking of this is completely random. Um did you see that Bruce Raymond just sold a place this week on the top of that particular hill for five and a half million dollars? Yeah, wow. Well, I think he he's sort of there's a new TV show out on the on the old ABC called I think it's called Barons, and it's about it's loosely based on the sort of early years of Quicksilver and Rip Curl. Oh wow! Like a drama type. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be absolutely terrible like i think anything surf related in when it's dramatized tends to be cringy oh. um, to the nth degree but yeah. interestingly i read a review about it and they said the cinematography if you want to call it that or just the the filmingy stuff for the surf sequences was done by taylor Steele. jesus so yeah apparently apparently the uh, the water sequences are quite uh, quite good um, wow, I, you know, I mean, I guess nothing like, like. I guess it's better than um, Taylor Swift. I really like what you guys are doing down here. Surfing, starting a business with your friends, making money. It's a light wave invasion. More than just friends to us, your customers. Lightweight shorts, come and get them. Yes, uh, surfing and any sort of um, drama uh, that's kind of uh, fictional, uh, it doesn't really work, does it? It never seems to. It's mm. funny. Yeah. There's, mm. I mean, I've always thought that, that, that there's, it's ripe, but has there ever been a kind of a real, uh, any sort of, book around surfing that is fiction i mean there's plenty of books that we can all uh, you know reel off well, and, uh, yeah that have that have i mean obviously barbarian days we've talked about lots of things by um shauno and uh you know um mm. many of the other nick carroll's and um whoever else's um but has there has there been any like a a, a proper <sighs> story about surf Tim Winton did Breath. I don't know if you've read that. Yeah, but then it just That's... goes into some the end. The, the end of it just it fucks the whole thing up for me. I, I I love the book, but then the whole end. I just I don't understand why he had to go that that route. Um, um, <laughs> pardon the pun. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, yeah, he do, I think he does weird endings. But um, 
There, there was one called, um, I think it was called The Life. I'll, I'll have to, um, or A Life. Um, a and it was life? About... <laughs> was that Was that when A.B. A, B, Facey, um, <clears throat> there was some, it, it was like the, the First World War version of uh, Apocalypse Now. It's like, you know, um, Ataturk, Ataturk, don't surf. So, maybe maybe that's why A.B. Facey had such a fortunate life. He was out getting shacked while everyone else is getting fucking shot to pieces. Maybe. But, um, but there, okay, there, there's this book. I found it. It's called The Life by Malcolm Knox. Uh, and it's, it's got a cover of a lime. On the cover, it's got a lime splice. So that's, um, that's pretty good. And it's uh, a the quote. A lime splice. Uh, Fuck, how good is a lime splice? Yeah, it's, it's sort of a bit melted. It's looking pretty tasty still but the quote on the front of this uh, uh novel says if winton is an aria knox is early rolling stones Ooh. what does that wow. even mean anyway so this it's know. a bizarre book because i've read it and it's loosely based on mp right right it says uh the life tells the story of former world champion australian surfer dennis keith from the inside, from inside the very heart of the fame and the madness that is the life, and so it's basically very like you read it, and you think, well, this is this is about MP, but you know, it, details are different. It's about anyway, this. He, the guy goes off the rails on the on the on the on the gear, does he? Or... On yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, but but um, the weird thing about it is he sets it on the Gold Coast at the same time. And MP is actually in the story as just a side character. That's pretty cool. Well, I, don't, I found it just strange. Like, is it, Rabbit in it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe, yeah. But, yeah, so it did create quite a bit of controversy when it came out in the surf media just because it, um, yeah, it, it kind of was... If I don't know, it was almost like it was. I think Sean Doherty was was probably a bit annoyed because it, yeah, because he he had obviously wrote the almost the definitive book on Michael Peterson, I suppose. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, this is almost like I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. But well, yeah, I that, mean, look, good... you know, that's that's a poetic license. You can you can fiction the fuck out of it. Well, it was almost like half half though. Like there was too much fact. To make it, you think it was just fiction. I don't know. There, it was there, weird. There, there's, yeah. there's, there's a fraction, not enough fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But uh, that, 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 that's one I can think of. Um, well, as, I, I thought you, when you said on the cover, I thought you were going to say there was a picture of the lime spiders. But they featured in a lot of those performers, those kind of videos from back in the day, I think, you know. Mm. Um, Right. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll have to we'll have to splice some lime spiders into the uh, into the episode.
it's no good. Uh, well, any other uh, sort of online controversies or um, um, just things? Things uh, you've been doing? Uh, from surfing well, your no, I mean, it, it, it's funny because I, I totally, um, we, as, as anyone who possibly listens to this uh, uh, very sporadic podcast will know, we do have some sort of online presence. And uh, for, for whatever reason, I decided to ignore uh, Instagram for about three weeks. And um, then I <clears throat> had a little flurry of uh, posting activity. And, I, and you are much more mm. prodigious in your, um, in your activity on, on the gram. But today, today I was um, uh, waiting in a, um, in a car park, uh, refusing to go into a supermarket while my better half did. And Come. there was, <laughs> I, I sent it to you. There was this video that popped up on Insta spam of um, Mikala Jones getting absolutely shacked off his dial. You've, I mean, everyone's, lots of people have seen mm. this. Um, into the sunrise, it's somewhere in Indonesia, obviously, um, to the Bob Marley remix of uh, Sun is Shining. And then I thought, far out. That's the kind of thing I'd like to see on Instagram more often, um, <clears throat> as opposed to... Bit uh, of Bob. Well, just the whole thing. I mean, the, it's a very beautiful scene I, I i have a bit of time for Mikala jones because he's just basically devoted his life to getting absolutely pitted and uh mm. yeah always always love a bit of bob marley out there that uh, I've changed my head cleaning song to uh, get up stand up really mm, wow. I don't know why but I was getting sick of Exodus and um, I tried a few other things and uh, you know invariably there is an annoying song playing in my head when I'm surfing and uh, I, for some reason uh, get up stand up has uh, has been cleansing the uh, cerebral fluid have you, well, have you been listening to anything other than Ed Cooper and um, Nick Cave and his squirrels? I've got Elton John out of my head. Oh, well, I actually, um, I had a uh, little little trip up to the uh, sort of the mid north coast of New South Wales with mm. one, my youngest boy. Can't beat the river swim. Oof. Oh, yeah, so so I had a river swim, beautiful up up in the. Uh, uh, up in the rainforest there, it was beautiful. And um, but on the drive home, um, oh, a couple of things, yeah. So I actually did try and go for a surf up there, and I ended up finding this um sort of stretch of beach, which was like surf was crap. There was no one out. I was like, oh, if I was back home, I might have gone out, but it was actually a bit weird that there was no one there. Hmm. Um, 
So, but I saw this headland to the north. So I just sort of whacked it in the, the GPS and drove up there. And I ended up getting down these crazy kind of forest roads and thinking, wow, if I um, lose reception here, I'll probably get lost in the forest and no one will um, find me. But um, I ended up getting to this headland thinking, well, there's got to be waves because it's a, a headland and it's got to do something there. But it was, it was actually, it said these signs up saying uh, no entrance, private community. And I, I actually did some digging and, and this particular headland was bought by this hippie commune back in the, in the 80s. Um, and so basically it's like this closed little um, area of the coast. Wow, I mean, there, I think there can't can be that many headlands that are private in the whole of the bloody Australian. Well, that's what I mean. That's right? nuts. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think you can access it just walking along the the beach. It's not like you can't go there. Now, I don't think they actually own the the beach as such, but they own kind of the land inland from it. And it was like, I wow, you can, that's, I think you can um, access pretty it sick. With, I think you can access it with about three grams of. Yeah, the currency uh, the <laughs> currency is famously uh, resilient to um, interest rate fluctuations and uh, and the like. Uh, but anyway, this, that was that that was interesting. So I didn't even surf. I just turned around, and thought, well, I, I don't really want to uh, trespass uh, through. You know, hippies can be notoriously um, good at letting tires down. And big pause you got on the dial. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, you know, who keeps you, don't you? The working people. Yeah. Well, we're trying to produce production. Well, we're doing something pretty important here too. Well, to a certain extent, it's are, I suppose. I mean, sure, I'm on the dole, but it's not as though I've never had a job, and it's not as though I don't intend to get one. I'm just unemployed at the moment. I'm a hard worker. <laughs> yeah, you certainly look like it. <laughs> Figure, well, it's about time that people should stand up and do something for what they believe in. There's too many people that say, oh, well, I would go, but, you know, I'd rather be off a Byron or something surfing at the beach, you know, which is fine if that's what you want to do, but um, don't go calling yourself environmentally conscious if you're not prepared to do something about it. Bloody disgusting, aren't they? Yep. Oh, look, don't give us any check. <laughs> <laughs> you must have an education, have you? Yeah, Probably more than me, but why don't you out work and stand right here in the mud? This is the biggest job around, man. Yeah, mate, this is the toughest job. We don't come out here because we like it. We don't sit in the rain because we like it. We sit in the rain out here in the mud because we care about our children and our children's children, mate. We care about the air we breathe and the water we drink. And we think the last we care about the animals. We care about the global gene pool if you want to get down to that. 99% of that would be on the dial, living off us. Parasites. You can see what sort of trash they are. Non-productive. Absolutely parasites to the community. Went home with the tail between, tail between the legs, but, but on the drive home, I, uh, I had a nice little sesh of um, some good old commercial FM radio. And, um, oh, oof, what local, love, lo local FM yep, radio? Oh. It was the local FM you know, you get you get your ads for fertilizer in between. Um, yep. You're just classic FM staples. And a couple of things I I thought was interesting was um, well, they played. I think I I post I send it to you the guitar solo from Dead or Alive. I mean, oof, hey, what a bit of a bit of John Bon Jovi <laughs> on a, on, a steel on the freeway. Ride. I, as I yep. replied to you, um, I, I got, I got a, 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 
a little bit of time for for Bon Jovi, and uh, certainly for John John Bon Jovi seems like a you know a pretty mm. decent a pretty decent guy. But um, yeah, that's a that's a song. Mm. It's got a great kind of chunka chunka thing going on in the in the solo. I'll I'll put that up. I love that. He does. There's yeah. an amazing line in that song where he says, "I've seen a million faces and I've rocked them all." But then this song came on and it was like, oh, came on. It was like, oh, this is Coldplay. And it was like, oh, no, hang on. This is like someone trying to sound like Coldplay. And it was just like, oh, God, they're called Banners. And the song uh, is called I Just Want to Be Someone. And uh, you, you can tell the guy just wants to be Chris Martin from Coldplay. And geez. I just thought if, if you're going to try and sound like Coldplay, you should at least be Coldplay. <laughs> I just want to be someone. What doesn't everyone? And if you feel the great dividing, I want to be. Did you hear K San? No, K San hit a bit of uh, Alanis Morissette, a bit of. Um... Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, I don't actually. I'm warming to Alanis for yeah, some crazy reason, mate. I don't, I don't mind. Maybe Alanis. the uh, like Nick Cave and, and his squirrels. As, as you get older, you kind of just you mellow a bit. Um, don't worry. I tell you what, you, you, I, I've been dominating. So you, no, 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 you no. You, you were on something. it. You were, but you were about to say something. So go for it. Okay. Well, basically, I had a, a, another Tom Carroll incident. Jesus, and, um, you and bloody TC. What is going on? I don't know what happened. I don't know why. Um, Anyway, so I was out. I was out at the North Local at the, and I was I was having a bit of a shocker. I just couldn't get a wave. I was sitting too far out, hoping for the set that never came. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going in. So I paddled in a bit, and then this beautiful little A-framey peak just sat up, and I was like, well, this is um, this is my wave in. I've, I've got it. And uh, so I got I paddled onto it, and then next thing I know, there are these two people sort of on in the lip above me. One was a full kind of just um, flapper and he just chucked his board and it kind of just sailed just behind my head somewhere. <laughs> but then out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone else took off. And you know, when you, what, you took see off them take it off. took off in front of you. Well, they were in front of me at the start, but I went past. Right. But tell that they kind of dropped in behind me. And so as I'm going along, I sort of take a look over my shoulder and it's TC. He's, he's behind me. I'm a wave. He's done the, he's done the drop-in snake. How you, is that? The drop-in bloody back, back snake. The back snake. What do you call it? We need a I word for that. It must, there, must I be a tec- there must be a technical term for it. but um, Because it's clever. Because it makes it look like, immediately makes it look like you're in the wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've got no defense. <laughs> Anyway, so he and then, but he's he's kind of famous for his party waves that he invites himself to. So <laughs> I thought, well, I'm not getting off because it was a good wave, and I'm so I'm scooting along, and I think, 
he's kind of hooting going, yeah, I'm going, yeah. And then like, I think I'm just going to get a bit of distance between me and him because I wanted to do a turn, you know, but he's sitting right behind me. <laughs> and so I think, bugger it. So I, I kind of do a few pumps thinking in my mind that I've, I've uh, accelerated in front of TC, which in hindsight was not very smart. And so I think I'm going to do, I, I'm going to emulate the snap that was heard around the world in front of TC. So I go to do this kind of layback hack but would have looked just very, very sad. And as I was doing it, I realized he was right behind me. So I hear this like, whoa, and, and he kind of, our boards kind of clunk together no. as, I some, as I somehow um, recover. And then I, I just kept going and I didn't see him again. I went in. So I didn't even get the chance to have the kind of little um, chat about it. Um, next thing you know, I, I, this is the next day. I, I got a call from Mrs. B and she goes, I said, where are you? She goes, I'm at lunch. I'm having lunch with a friend and TC's here having lunch with us. It's like, <laughs> What? I said, to, I asked him about the wave. We, we dropped in on me and snaked me. And she, uh, uh, he couldn't really recall the details. But, uh, that, um, that was because it, it was one of many in the same, uh, in the same session. <laughs> exactly. Did he drop in on the lunch as well or what? Mrs. B was about to take a bite of a sandwich. And the next thing you know, this hand just comes out, just grabs the sanger. That looks nice. Or, or Mrs. B, Mrs. Just Mrs. Mrs. B is sitting down at a nice restaurant with a, with a friend, you know, supping on a cocktail, waiting for the uh, the starters, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, hey can you mind if I join you guys? Hey, right Once I stand up on a wave, that's it. It's me, the wave, the moment. There's nothing else matters. So what do you got? What do you got to? Um... Uh, well, no, I've got, I've got. To, um, well, surf wise, pretty, pretty minimal. Um, I've been enjoying the kind of. Uh, WSL meltdown. Oh yeah, that, um, that's kind of seems to be happening. Uh, which is it's it's kind of weird because you know I've just become so mm. disinterested in in uh, competition surfing. But what I do know is that um, once all once this particular comp is over and they've got rid of the the detritus, um, and they're going to Gland. So, um, I mean, that is going to be pretty sick. I would have, would have thought from what I hear also, um, Gabby Medina is going to be back as well. He's, um, overcome his, uh, his, uh, wow. issues. So, you know, watch out for Gabby, um, at G land, but mm, far out. Mm, wow. I mean, you would, you would imagine that because it does seem that these competitions have been getting such shitty waves that um you'd imagine that uh uh they're gonna get fucking absolutely shacked silly at, at g land so uh but musically um i've uh, i you know you mentioned um did we mention hall of notes already oh yes you meant you did mention hall of notes from, <laughs> I did. From, and uh in my kind of uh quest to uh put some content on instagram i came across the Hall and Oates album cover for Private Eyes, uh, which is just a kind of archetypal nineteen early eighties uh, um, mm. cover, and it looks like you remember those. Um, it's like a frame with perspex on the front of it, and it's got 
like a thousand pins in it and you can form you can put your face Sorry. in it and it forms your face and stuff it looks like they've both both been made out of that um oh yeah 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 anyway private eyes so i i've kind of I'm, i know i've been raving about uh hollow notes but uh yeah I just, why not yeah i just just um just think that there's something something quite interesting about uh hollow notes and, and then i you know got sucked into a wormhole and found this um uh review of a concert they did um just before COVID. and um i just thought i'd uh read a little uh couple of couple of uh paragraphs this is from um the guardian um and so this is uh this is at the Birmingham Arena in um, late 2019. <clears throat> and it says, a uh, few acts embodied the 1980s quite like Hall and Oates with their mullets, Miami Vice style rolled up sleeves and sophisticatedly catchy mix of pop, rock and soul. Their success in the decade made them the biggest selling music duo ever. Didn't realize that. Wow. It, all but, it all but overshadowed an earlier manifestation of the band, exemplified by 1973's She's Gone, ensuring a, similarly, yeah, ensuring a similarly unit-shifting sweet spot between the Philly sound and Blue-Eyed Souls. Um, they released an album the month after I was born um, called, called Whole Oats. <laughs> which is pretty pretty good you got, uh, you got to get your whole notes yeah. pretty, pretty good name so yeah so wow uh, today's latest incarnation of that remarkably evergreen eldest is that of a of remarkably evergreen elder statesman few 72 year olds and this is three years ago could get away with long long hair and a leather biker jacket quite like daryl hall and john oates clings to his great trademark curly barnet and moustache in defiance of his 71 years and changing fashions together the elegantly crumpled pair look like their 80s selves just came back from a particularly heavy bender uh, and i think the i mean the, the hall and oates they their design especially their album designs the covers they had a very similar feel to the surf designs of the same era yeah exactly, exactly. i don't know i don't i, I do they remind me of a, I don't know. I think Richard Cram could have been in the band. Well, there's an Hall album. There's, a, there's an album called Ooh Yeah um, from 1988, and it looks literally like a the deck of a, I don't know, like a McCoy, a Shane Haran McCoy board or something like that. That's one thing I've been listening to, and I tried to get slightly more modern and. <laughs> It's a bit difficult these days. Uh -huh. um, I did spend just this afternoon uh, while I was uh, assembling a chair um, listening to the Kings of Convenience, Quiet is the New Loud. Um, now, when I, say, oh, nice. yeah. when I say trying to get more modern, I've just realized that that's uh, 21 years old. <laughs> so. That really makes me feel fucking depressed. <laughs> mm. I don't know. There's something quite kind of, um, uh, you know, there's something kind of reassuring about listening to Kings of Convenience. Um, if if you can stomach them, uh, uh, Mrs. N certainly cannot stomach them and uh, tells me to go and listen to it somewhere else. Um, but uh, interesting, <laughs> just I, I was reading a little review and um, certainly something that I would like to, 
back into listening a bit more because it references uh, both Bell and Sebastian and Nick Drake. And I do love a bit of Nick Drake. So, oh, right. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I would definitely uh, get, um, mm. get, get advise everyone to, uh, to get into a bit of Kings of Convenience. Um, Norwegian, I believe. Just like, just like the purest petrochemicals. So perfect for for um, building a chair too. Uh, Norwegian yes. chair you were putting together. <laughs> um, I, I don't really want to Norwegian I don't want to, wood. I don't really want to cheapen my uh, my already cheapened image by saying it was <laughs> um, Swedish. <laughs> you know what that means? Mm, oh, so close to Norwegian, but yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure it was um, uh, I'm, I'm sure it was sourced from uh, perfectly sustainable uh, Belarusian. Um, Belarusian wood. Um, uh, so, so speaking of uh, speaking of politics, which we weren't, um, I believe there's going to be some sort of uh, votey type thing happening down your way. Yeah. Is there, is, um, there a, is there a surf and music party? Have they got that? Have they got their act together yet? I know there's the the, well, hunt, the, the, the fishers and fishers and shooters. Yeah, yeah. They, I love the single issue um, party. Because um, you know what you're getting. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can shoot yeah. and fish. Exactly, and 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 it, like, it's pretty much you just take care of that one issue, like um, being able to shoot an animal, and and the, the other details just kind of take care of themselves. You don't you don't need to, you know, worry about the economy or whatever. It's well, just as long as you can shoot a shoot a shoot a fish. Should it, should it be it? <laughs> Maybe that's that it. it that, that's it. They, they've really, they, for the next election, they're really going fucking, uh, they're going to get specific. So it's it's not the shooters and fishers, it's the shooting fishers party. The logo is interesting. It's of one guy shooting and one guy supposedly fishing, but it does look like he's pissing into the ocean. There's no uh, surfers or musicians running for office. Now that uh, well... Peter Garrett's hung up his... Um, Hung up his uh, steaming T-shirt. Mm, no, well, um, well, old um, what's his name? What the hell? The opposition leader. I've actually forgotten his name. Oh, Albo. So Albo, he uh, he's famously a huge music fan. He actually, he actually campaigned in Parliament to have a Radio Birdman documentary funded or something crazy so now he's a he's a famously um huge uh, aussie music fan so we're we're alienating our non-australian listeners here but um you can bet that slow-mo would just be he would have like a signed copy of every 1927 album if there's one thing australians are looking for in a leader it's musicianship and scott's got that in spades one very tiny spade. Basically what you find inside a packet of whiz fizz. Bruce, son, in Cuba. Oh. 
I always knew he could nail the chords. Scott's very imaginative with his hands. You know, he can see handshakes where others can't. But now this is the art. This is an article. It's Labor MP Anthony Albanese has joined the campaign for ABC to purchase Radio Berman's documentary after the broadcaster declined to offer the offer last month. He says this is this is someone who is campaigning to be our prime minister. He says the band's visceral performances, attended by thousands, are an important part of Australia's musical history. Descent into the Maelstrom. I haven't seen the movie. It's supposed to be pretty cool. I mean, if there's a band that exemplifies surf, rock, music, you can't Aussie go, you can't ethos. Really go but in the words of Radio Birdman's Aloha Stephen Dano, I say to the ABC, get out an APB and purchase the broadcast rights to Descent into the Maelstrom, the Radio Birdman story. The creation of the band by Dennis Tech and Rob Younger in Sydney in 1974 cemented the foundation of Australian punk rock, laid by Chris Bailey and Ed Cooper of The Saints, a Brisbane band, in the very same year. Radio Birdman's visceral performances, attended by thousands, are an important part of Australian musical history, not to mention the release of their first full-length studio album, Radios Appear, in 1977 to critical acclaim. To show this documentary, we'll have all contemporary music bands singing Yay Ha! Speaking of being onto the the current zeitgeist, this is five years old, but I've only just discovered (laughs) it. In terms of of this, uh, in terms of this little uh, podcast, I think five years old is like you know, it's like it's like that's that's now yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, scary good. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It, it, did you did you see that when it came out? Because I, I, I don't yeah, know. I I'm, must have been. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I did. Yes. Wow. Give, give I'm the, just give oh. the listener a uh, uh, a quick. Um, yeah. Um, well, if if you missed it like I did, which I don't know, um, in this in this um, you know 24 hour news cycle, it's easy to do. But um, yeah, basically, so it's a surfing world movie. I think Vaughny Blakey had a big hand in it, as he tends to do with a lot of these things. Um, and so basically it was like a bunch of surfers all went down the south coast and they sort of Val Dusty style um, set up a recording studio and in between surf sessions, uh, which were documented as well, obviously, they recorded their own songs. Three people collectively working towards an end point that they've never heard before. Like, I think when you're in a band and you're writing music, there's a come to point where you know you've got something special and you all feel it. And, like, you can feel it in a room and it's like, yeah. And that's what you're doing it for. 
like taking off and getting tubed, but with all your friends. You're like looking at each other in the tube and you're like, oh my God. And then like you get spat out right at the end of the song and you just look at each other and you're like, and everyone's just like, oh. Uh, it's just in that classic kind of punk spirit of you know not all of them were very talented on on the on the instruments or or the singing but the songs just oh they're hilarious there's um delisa vincent and um oh what's his name blonde yeah uh, harry harry bryant harry harry bryant and uh, yeah, and so that's pretty funny something about their bowl cuts um Favorite songs. Oh, there's oh yeah, God. There's one called the Bubbler, which uh, I don't want to um, elaborate on. But uh, some rug for some reason, drunk rugby league players like to do the Bubbler, and it's a song all about that. Which is um, oh my God, it's it's yeah, very reminiscent of um, of the Val Dusty style. But um, uh, so I'll put a few clips of that in, and I think. Uh, um, where are you watching but this my, film? Is it is it on the Yeah, it's on it was on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo. And if you go, it's hard to find actually, but if you go to Vimeo and then but the whole album's on Spotify too. So it's some um, or you could probably find it on the boob tube. Um but my favorite <laughs> song in it was I'm not sure the guy's name is um the song's called Set the Bar Low, Achieve Your Goals. And it's <laughs> oh mate that, I mean, as, as an ethos, uh, I love it. Um, it's a, oh, it's just an awesome song. I really love it. Um, that achieving your goals, if you set them really low, actually does help because you get this little uh, dopamine hit every time you achieve a goal. Yeah. And so the theory is the more you get that hit, the more you like it and the more you want to uh, do it again. Set, set the bar low to achieve your goals. Set the bar low! Achieve your goals. It's, genius, man. it's bullshit. It's just something I thought of a while ago. I think when I was like not doing so well at something, I guess. And I was like, you know what? You don't have high expectations. You don't have to, um, you're not failing as much. <laughs> Turn the tuner off, Larry. 
think you're going to look back on this and just go, did that really happen? It's pretty unbelievable. You know, that was fucking really special. And I'm so glad that I came. It's going to be one of those trips that I think everyone's going to remember forever. And We're not all doing the same thing. We're all completely different people, but that's our thing in common, going surfing. And drinking piss. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I reckon I'm, I'm going to sign off because uh, it's getting late here in Iberia and um, mm. another, another day on the, uh, on the tools beckons. Uh, that's, uh, but uh, Friday and Saturday, we've got waves and offshore winds. So that's got to be a good thing. And in fact, I'm just looking and there's a, a nice little bit of swell coming. So winds won't be too fantastic but there's definitely going to be waves for the next week so thank you Huey um, I think the gremlins have got into the into the works and the uh, uh, the internet's about to pack up for the night as am I um, so I'd have to bid you, you can all, do it bid you all bon noite and adeus okay <laughs> cheers ciao. mate ciao Yo. bye 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 Friday night with my house We're here to sing you a song Gonna piss in our mouth Just my question Pissing in the mouth From around here Boys do tell We call the damn thing Goddamn bubbler Piss in your mouth Bubbler's cold Pissing in your mouth What we do Some people question Some don't understand
We're cut, we're done. Let's go piss in our mouths. Bubbling, baby.